and welcome back to the Beginners SEO Podcast, SEO Your Way to Success. I'm Phoebe. Um, I'm an SEO consultant for large and small businesses, and I am passionate about making SEO accessible to all small business owners and solo marketeers out there. So let's jump right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about technical SEO. Now, don't turn off. We're going to be taking it at a beginner's SEO level as always. Um, and we're going to focus on one specific area of technical SEO, and that's page speed. Now, so I'm going to talk about what page speed is, why it's important for SEO, and then some beginner hacks you can do to speed up your website and improve your SEO. So I guess let's just jump into it. <laughs> that was a really good intro from me. I'm really proud of myself. I've been trying to get them like a lot better because I know some people find it, myself included, so annoying when you've got to sit through three minutes, which is what I'm doing now. Three minutes of an intro. Sorry. Back to the point. Okay. What is page speed? So basically, page speed is the amount of time it takes from you clicking on a link to that page, then loading on. So you can also call it your website speed, page speed, website speed, whatever. And this depends on the page speed or how it takes long, how long it takes to load. Often, when something's loading badly, you'll be like, "Oh no, my internet's bad." But that's not always the case. As in, you know, you've got a, a weak Wi-Fi signal, you've got an old mobile phone or an old computer, or your Wi-Fi is just slow. You haven't paid for the bigger, um, the bigger package, or perhaps there's lots of people on the Wi-Fi network. And yes, those are all factors. But actually, there's also a lot of things happening on the website's end which can affect page speed. So these can include include the. Well, basically what it is, is your page file size and your images. And then if you've got fancy things on there as well, um, like videos or I don't know, you're using JavaScript or things like that can slow it down. Um, but when I say page file size, what I mean is, and you can do this as well, actually, you'll see what I'm talking about. So go into any sort of web page, right click and find the page source button or source code. And then click on that and it'll take you, it'll open up another tab. And then you will see all the code of the website. You'll see kind of like behind the scenes of what a website looks like. Um, and it'll just be, you know, code to you, it'll be gobbledygook. But basically the bigger that code or heavier that code is, as in terms of kilobytes or megabytes, well, only kilobytes, hopefully, but megabytes, that's your page file size. Um, and you can kind of visualize it by seeing the code there. Um, and obviously images, well, I mean, yeah, big images and videos and things like that is all going to slow it down. Uh, and then when it comes to a site server, that's going to be connected to hosting. So that's kind of to do with, yes, um, well, no, not Wi-Fi. It's to do with the hosting company. So when someone says, oh, you know, your website's in the cloud. No, it's not. Actually, the internet is not this sort of mythical thing living in the cloud. Websites and the internet actually live in huge data centers. Now, sorry if you already know this, but um, we're just going to go quickly over it for people that don't know it. Centers can be, you know, small warehouses to absolutely massive warehouses out, I don't know, in the middle of a desert somewhere stored with loads and loads of computers, essentially, and all these, but they haven't got screens. Because remember, you're, think of an old school desktop, it had the actual computer and then it had the monitor. So all those computers filled like, an, and when I say like huge data centers, they can be massive. Um, and then that's where your website is stored. And then when someone clicks on the link, the information is transported like underneath the sea and massive cables and things like that directly to your computer. Like nothing is actually 
that wireless. Um, nothing is actually in the cloud. Your website is still a physical thing. It's just held in a computer. Related to your website speed, because sometimes it can be the server side which is causing the delay. And that's when it comes into play. The company that is paying for your hosting in one of those little data centers, you're kind of renting a space from a company. And if that company uses a good service, i.e. probably it's going to be more expensive, then it's going to be faster. Um, okay. So why is page speed so important though for SEO? Page speed is really important for SEO. Well, it really all comes down to user experience and basically the fact that all our attention spans are so short these days. If attention spans weren't so short these days, maybe site speed wouldn't be such an important factor. But think of it like this, okay? Because our attention spans are so short these days, we, if we click on a link and it takes a while to load, then we're less likely to actually visit that page or we're more likely to just, you know, eventually get bored, drop off. And so Google sees that and they realize, oh, hang on a minute. We only want to present or rank the fastest websites. So that's why having a fast website is a real advantage when it comes to your SEO strategy. Really interesting fact. The highest e-commerce Oh, it would be an interesting fact if I could pronounce it. The highest e-commerce conversion rates occur on pages with load times of between zero and two seconds. So basically, if you want to optimize your conversion rates for sales, then you need to have a web page that's loading under two seconds. Um, and in fact, it gets even more interesting than that. When I say page speed is really important for ranking factor, it's also really important, again, for conversions and e-commerce optimization because... Um, it comes down to trust factor. People are, what's the statistic? Hang on, I wrote it down. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. 70% of consumers admit that page speed affects whether or not they're actually going to buy from a retailer or not. And I think this comes down to the professionalism. If you're logging on to, say, apple.com, uh, you're expecting it to load pretty damn fast because it's just a massive company. However, if you're then going on to apple, applefakes.com, uh, and it's, you know, already you're a bit like, oh, I don't know this company. Like, what is it? Is it legit? And then the website takes ages to load. It's just, you're not going to think it's legit and you're going to lose trust. And therefore, you're probably not likely going to buy from them. So again, page speed is really important for ranking because Google looks at it because they know people think it's important. But then also, even if you're not ranking that high, it is still really important to try and up your page speed for user experience and conversion optimization. Now, let's talk a bit about actually optimizing your website for page speed. The first thing we'll need to do is figure out how fast your website is. Now, what you could do is click on the link and maybe count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi until it loads. But probably a better idea is to use a tool direct from Google called Page Speed Insights. So what you're going to do is head to pagespeedinsights.dev, I think it is, and then type in the URL of your website and then it'll analyze it and it will show you the results of speed on a mobile and also on a computer because that's really important because obviously loading on a mobile because it's using um, 5G or 4G, whatever, it's going to be slower, understandably. So that's why they have different metrics for that. Pop your website in. You'll then get given a score and it will be broken down this score. And then you'll also get suggestions on how to improve this score. Now, there's different metrics they use. Google uses a mix of signals to determine your page speed score. The one I want you to focus on most is the largest content, largest contentful plate paint. 
oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Largest contentful paint LCP. And this is basically how long the page takes to load. If we take it sort of a basic beginner standard, um, you do want that under hopefully 2.5 seconds. Remember what we said, not two seconds is the optimal rate for conversions. Okay. So once you've kind of figured out, oh my gosh, what's my score? This is awful. Luckily, Google does give you suggestions on how to improve your score. Probably most of these, if you're not hot on tech, are going to be quite confusing, but don't worry. I'm going to go through some simple things you can do to speed up your site, irregardless of what Google is throwing out. But Google's suggestions will be things like serve images in next-gen formats, and this means choosing the WebP format for your images, or perhaps um, defer unused CSS, which CSS is a style code, which you know can change the fonts and the colors on your web page. Um, but sometimes there can be a lot of bloat from that. Maybe if you're using a web page builder, often they have, you know, because you're not having to use code to build it, it has all the code there for you to choose from already, if that makes sense. Um, so often you can have a lot of bloat, which isn't actually being used. So if it says to you, you know, defer unused CSS, basically you can use plugins often to get rid of these, or you can even hire um, a web developer to sort of cut down your code for you, minify your code for you, or, you know, literally just delete the extra code for you. Um, properly sized images as well. That's compression. We're going to talk about that in a second. Defer off screen images. Um, that's when you kind of use something called lazy loading, which is if you haven't scrolled down to the part of the page where it's visible, then it just won't load it. Um, also, it can be often be considered upgrading, you know, your server or your hosting company. That's a real thing we're going to talk about. That big thing, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But it will throw out lots of different opportunities for you. And if you're really, if you've got the budget for it, I would recommend investing in a web developer a few hundred dollars to speed up your website. Um, I wouldn't actually recommend working direct unless they're a really good technical SEO. Often the limit it goes to is kind of tweaking code here and there or adding plugins or they can advise you on best practices. But a SEO is different from a web developer. Web developers are hot on code and programming. SEOs all know the best practices and are a lot more sort of from the front end and they translate it to the dev what needs doing instead, if that makes sense. Okay. But that was a bit of a segue because chances are you're probably not going to understand all the suggestions Google's throwing out at you. Instead, what can you do as a beginner SEO um, to speed up your website? What are the best practices for SEO speeding up websites? Okay. Now, most of these suggestions are mainly aimed at WordPress because luckily sites like Shopify or we, um, we commerce Wix or Squarespace, um, probably Webflow these days as well. They're often already optimized for speed, which is fabulous. Um, but well, yeah, let's jump into it anyway, because lots of people are on WordPress or maybe you're on a different CMS and you, I don't know, like some like OpenCart, Magento, if you're in e-commerce, um, and you might want to talk to your dev on how you can implement some of these things to improve your speed. First thing, I think actually everyone can benefit from this, even if you're using a platform like Wix, because it says it compresses images or just giving away the tip, compresses images. Often, maybe it's not as compressed as you wish. So basically the first step the biggest win is compressing images. Images take up a big part of web pages. Think about this nowadays when you take an image on your digital camera or, you know, really fancy digital camera or even on your iPhone, it's still megabytes, right? And those are megabytes. If you then upload it to your web page, are megabytes sitting on your web page slowing it down? We need to compress it. 
small as possible. Now, there's people will try and tell you, oh no, this is the maximum size or this is the optimal size. The truth is every photo is going to have a different optimal size. Um, basically, my kind of rule is get it as small as possible without losing quality. And when I say losing quality, a web page might tell, it might look good on one computer, but it will look less you know, sharp on a different computer. So if you've tried to compress it down really small, um, that I would recommend testing on a couple other web, uh, a couple other desktops, maybe your friend's computer or your phone as well, and check the quality is still there with the image. Now, when it comes to compressing images, you can do it for free or you can use um, bulk programs to sort of compress all your images at once. If you don't want to do it for free, it just going to take a bit longer because you're probably going to have to upload it one by one to a website and compress. But hey, I'm all about saving money because small business owners do not have just tons of money lying around. But yeah, that's the first step. Uh, biggest quick win is to compress images on a web page. Um, something you can do as well is um, serve them in WebP format. And this is what Google recommends. Um, now, WebP format is just their next generation format for images, and it's because the images are a lot smaller. Again, you can use a plugin to convert these um, because otherwise, I mean, I don't know how you do it without sort of a plugin or uploading it to a web page, converting it, that re-downloading it, uploading it again. Uh, the second step is where I would recommend using a developer, unless you're on WordPress, in which case you can use a plugin, and this is to clean and compress your code i.e. minify the code on your page. And this is the CSS, what we're talking about, the JavaScript or the HTML. Whatever you've got lying around the web page that isn't being used, a plugin will find it and compress it for you. Or what you can do is ask a developer to find it for you and get rid of it. Um, now, the third one is my favorite one, but this is a bit tricky again for people on Wix or Shopify, unless you're willing to upgrade your um, program, I guess, or your service or your tier, is to upgrade your hosting. Um, so basically I used to be on SiteGround and it was fine, but then <laughs> it was fine, but it was, my computer wasn't fast. My website wasn't fast. Okay. And then I eventually sort of, this was a few years ago when I was getting into SEO, I was looking into, you know, how to upgrade my website, the speed. And I found out, yeah, there's a lot faster websites out there that are also faster hosting companies. And the one I recommend is Cinderhost. Um, and I think I pay now, $30, maybe $20 um, to host two websites. One's on a fast plan and one is on a slower plan, but $20 for both of them. And overnight, when I upgraded to the faster plan, my website literally like, not overnight, over <laughs> a couple of weeks, shot up, I think 30% it was at the time. This was two years ago, um, which just showed the importance of page speed. Just by ch changing my hosting company, I managed to up my website traffic by over 30% in just a few weeks and I didn't change anything else. That there just shows the importance of choosing a good hosting company. And when I say good hosting company, apart from Cinderhost, I basically just mean stay away from the big ones like Bluehost, SiteGround. Um, yeah, those are the two ones that are biggest off the top or GoDaddy as well. That's slow as well. Now, Wix and Shopify can be slow, um, but I think it's fine if you're a small website. Don't, don't get, don't like, I've got my hand up my face and my hands. Um, don't stress too much about this because there's only so much you can do. If you're on Wix or Shopify and you're finding it a bit slow, focus on keeping your code light, i.e. taking out sort of fancy videos or big images, compressing your images, um, see what you can do about cutting down your code on Wix. And then if it comes to a stage where your website speed you think is really holding you back, consider moving up to say a more premium plan. And that will obviously maybe 
coincide, say for an e-commerce site and your business Shopify, when it gets to a certain point, your business growing, you're also probably going to want to need a, you know, a more premium hosting service on Shopify to accommodate all the extra people on your website. Because if you want to say a really cheap plan on Shopify, the more people you get as your business grows, it's just going to slow the site down more and more. You will need a bigger hosting plan on Shopify to accommodate all the people and keep the speed up. Um, now, something else you can do, and again, um, this is probably included in, actually, I'm just going to look this up now. It up, And yes, it is included in Shopify. And I imagine as well, you could probably do it on Wix, or Squarespace, whatever. And this is browser caching. Uh, and this is basically when, so instead of storing your website in the server for all that time, store it in a browser, which means that you know, it has to go further or it has less to load when someone clicks on it. Um, so caching is a really great way to speed it up. And on WordPress, again, there are plugins, something like WP Rocket. Um, and on Shopify, you can also enable it in settings. And I imagine you can do so on Wix as well. And caching is something that is really good. I would recommend all websites. Make sure if you don't already have it loaded, I mean, enabled, that you do enable it. Um, something else, I'm not sure if I should talk about this. This is CDNs or Content Delivery Network, just because I feel like I'm going a bit beyond sort of beginner SEO stuff. Um, in fact, I'm not going to talk about it, but let me know, because I do read all the emails and DMs and things like that. When I say all of them, I mean like a few, a few, I get a few. <laughs> but let me know if you want me to go a bit more technical um, to help you out, okay? But basically, that is all my sort of beginner SEO best practices for speeding up a website, which is so important. Um, but at the same time, don't let it hold you back. The most important thing is you keep going with your website. You keep trying with your SEO. The more you do, the more you chip away at it, the more you'll understand, the better you'll get at SEO, the higher your business will rank and the more your business will grow and you'll get more money. <laughs> if you're just starting in your SEO journey and this was all a bit gobbledygooky, then I do recommend you check out my website, www.theplansuccess.com, where I've got free resources. I've also got a great course where I walk with you hand in hand, teaching you step-by-step step how to optimize your website. So we literally take your website from A to Z, um, optimizing it, including keyword research, what you need to write on each page, everything you need to know is included in the course. Um, it's really affordable as well. Um, and also make sure you follow me on Instagram at The Plan Success or even TikTok. I actually don't like TikTok. Um, but that's all for today, everyone. All right. Okay. Um, I hope you enjoyed that as always. I did. I'm getting used to them now. I'm liking it. All right. Bye-bye, guys.